And that's our cue to get started with, I believe this is episode 54. Did I count it right? I think we're on episode 54. I'll tell you, this has been one of those weeks. I haven't had time to think through what we're going to talk about, prep much stuff. It's just been a busy, busy week. And when I did have free time in the evenings, I was spending all of it playing Valheim. All of it. So I didn't didn't set aside any time. uh, I definitely haven't been playing it during my work breaks or anything. (laughs) Yeah, not during lunch hour. That's for sure. No. no, not at all. No. All right. Well, I'm I'm Tim. I'm here with Dan. And this week, since Derek is not able to join us, our buddy Jeff is back. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here on the uh, currently on Grinder podcast. Yes. That's oh, Grinder. Fathers on Grinders. Minus the er. Minus the er. All right. Minus the er. Just to clear up any confusion, that is yeah, the yeah. current gen podcast. Don't listen to the crazy man. <laughs> Although, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that. Jeff is doing his part to fill in the role of yeah. our ex-bot, uh, Derek, since he's out. And he's Stay got tuned until his... around the 45-minute mark. That's when I start napping. Yep, he's got his, he's got his <laughs> Xbox plus Bethesda background going now that that deal is finalized. We'll get into that a little bit later. But hey, I wanted to update you. We talked about food last week. I want to let you know I had a, one of those rare date nights you get with the wife once you start having kids. And we got to go to a restaurant called Lazy Dog. You guys ever been to Lazy Dog? There's a bunch of them. Not familiar. No. Sounds familiar. But I, I have never been. I don't to, know if I don't are, know that they're already in Texas, though. So. I think there's I've, some in Texas. But I've literally never heard of it, so I'm going to oh, guess there are. it's... There are some, actually. Yeah. It's a, it's a, good, it's a pretty good chain. Um, they make some good food. Uh, I'm sad because they got rid of their pretzel bites, which they used some kind of beer cheese type of a dip with those, and they were delicious, you know, but those I are gone. I hate when they take away food. It's like, I mean, how, how much more effort is it to just hold on to these foods and then make them uh-huh. just keep making them? Like, you know... Yeah. I don't understand. Maybe I, I was the—I might have been the only person who ever ordered their pretzel bites, but I used to get them every time I went. But they still have other good food, and uh, the burger that they have is that they have a peanut butter and jelly burger, which is really interesting. Yeah. They have mm. one right in my city. Wow. Um, mm. Oh, I've it passed actually, this before. Yes, I recognize the logo. Yes. And then they also have a bison burger, which is pretty tasty. My wife. Okay. Love that. bison burgers, man. If they're good, they're. Ooh. Yeah, that was quite good. I'm not feeling the peanut butter and jelly thing. That's too hipsterish. I'm out. I'm gotta try. Listen, I was doubtful, but uh, my wife actually went out with some friends for a girls' night there and got that and brought home the leftovers for me, knowing that I would definitely eat. I was like, "What is this? This looks gross. Let me heat it up real quick." <laughs> so I I ate it and it was pretty good. And and the peanut butter mm. and jelly was like more of a hint of it than it was really prominent. So sure. anyway, it was good. But yeah, Lazy Dog makes some good food. That's where we had uh, dinner tonight, which was fantastic. And then uh, I did see some folks, whether it was in our Facebook group or people who just told me separately, that they got pizza after last episode. Nice. So We did it. We did our part, Tim. <laughs> we did. We did. I was very hungry after last week as well. Subliminal really... messaging. Well, I guess not subliminal. It wasn't subliminal at all. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was liminal. In the pockets of big pizza. We definitely are. That's where, the, that's where the budget goes for this show. <laughs> Especially Derek. Whether you ask him about a hamburger or pizza, he says Domino's no matter what. I know. So, well, like, again, so the Florida doesn't have good pizza because their water sucks. So That's right. You know. We did. We learned a lot last week. We learned yeah. a whole lot. 
but anyway, for this week, there are a few headlines that we'll cover. We could talk about some stuff we've been playing. Uh, we could talk, of course, a little more about our adventures in Valheim because that's what I've been playing recently. But first, I wanted to let you guys know that because of my interest in Valheim, this survival action RPG open world game, I thought, you know, maybe I'm into this genre. And that's what mm. I thought. Like, let, me, let me give some of these other <laughs> oh. games a shot. Uh-uh. So Xbox Game Pass, not in addition to having a bunch of Bethesda games up now, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, I looked back through some of the games they've added, and they have a few survival-type games, and one of them is called uh, The Long Dark. I was like, all right, this looks cool. It's kind of set in Alaska. You want to survive the Arctic wolves mm. attacking. You got to stay warm. This is first person. Oh, I've heard of this, yeah. And the, the, Steam, the art style. Yeah, it's on Steam. It's also on Game Pass on PC if you have that. Um, it might be on Xbox too. I'm not sure. But so I fired it up. The art style is actually pretty cool. It's a unique kind of art style, very indie looking. It's all voice acted. There's actually a story you can go through. You don't have to just jump in and start surviving. There's a kind of a storyline that... You know, you're you're for one reason or another, you're in this little single engine plane that crashes, and then that's where your survival efforts begin. And right as I started playing it, I immediately realized, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Like, <laughs> I'm not a Viking. I'm not, you know, like I didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't have any of the Viking stuff. You know, it's one of those things where I wasn't. I I, I understand that one of the reasons that Valheim is so popular is because it's hitting all these kind of cross audiences people who don't normally like survival games like this people who don't normally like building games like this and people who you know may not always like action adventure rpgs like so there's kind of a it's kind of meeting a lot of people in the middle yeah that's why it's so popular i think it's one of the reasons um but this the long dark and other survival games like it they are i mean they're brutal and that's why people like that genre who like yeah. it and not only is it brutal but it just wasn't very fun like i I assume at the beginning they're trying to teach you some of the basics. Here's how to make a fire. Here's how to collect stuff. Here's how your health. You have to have food, water, uh, warmth, and then like an overall health. And that meters any any action you take, your overall health meter goes down. So if right. you walk, if you walk, it goes down a little bit. If okay. you pick something up, it goes down a little bit. So oh, I'm like, man, Lord. it's just so yeah. stressful. So I was already stressed out, and then I couldn't even get past the opening sequence without dying. So I realized like. The autosave that kind of screwed me over. I wasted too much time trying to gather a bunch of stuff right in that opening area. And apparently I whittled down my health to where there's no way to get where they want you to go for the next part of the opening. So So you have I, to start over or have to restart. Yeah. Okay. Auto saves. So that's, that's when I um... I actually at that point I hit quit, uninstall, not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. But that's why Valheim works though, because it's it's a good like I guess it's a good beginner survival game, I it guess. Is. Yeah. Um, it's just like, like, again, with the health, it's, you're not being punished for like not eating the food. Like you have less health, but you could literally just, the health doesn't keep going down or anything. It's just, it's just a small amount, the but baseline. once you eat food, yeah, there's the baseline, but once you eat food, then it stacks kind of more portions on top and then you can have more health. So it's more of it like a bonus. Me, it reminds me of Red Dead Redemption too, where you don't have to do all these things to your horse or whatever. Or you don't yeah, have yeah. to eat for your stamina or whatever or your health. It yeah. just helps your bar fill faster yeah. when you get hit. It's more of a bonus than like a detriment. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's like you can play this game without all these buffs, but we make a lot of them available to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, I I don't think that that doesn't mean that there's no other kind of fun survival crafting type games that I could get into. I feel like 
after playing Valheim for so long, and I think I'll keep playing it for a long time, I feel like there might be some other games that I totally skipped because I just assumed this is a genre I don't like that I might end up enjoying. So it's kind of cool to think back, okay, what else can I try out? I remember trying, um, oh, what was it called? Smoke and... I forget what it's called. It's an artsy little game that's got a, kind of a crafting element to it, but it wasn't really survival or building. It was more of... This Starve Alone... Is it Starve Alone or something? That's the only other one there's I can don't, think of. There's Don't Starve. Oh, don't Starve, yeah. But there's one called Smoke and Ruin. I, I'm, I'm blanking out on the name of it. I own it. Uh, smoke on, and Mirrors. No. Not Smoke <laughs> and Mirrors. Anyway, some of you listening know what I'm talking about. Um, that, that one's pretty decent, but again, not really survival, where it's like, if you don't do this soon, you're going to die. It's a little more adventure exploration Mm -hmm. um i did try one called stranded deep that's on epic game store for pc um i think it's on um gosh i think it's on is it on game pass it might be on game pass too i can't remember but basically same concept you're you're stranded and in this case you're kind of in a tropical island setting and you have to Mm. start surviving there so that one was actually kind of fun i played that a little bit with my son shepherd he is good at that kind of stuff you know he's yeah He's played through the Minecrafts uh, and the Roblox, where you don't—it's not really a tough survival experience unless you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But he still—he still understands that concept of. He would always like as I'm playing this stranded game. He would like go try this, and he was right like every time. I was like, you know these games really well. You're good at this. <laughs> you guys played. Think... Uh, you guys played Subnautica at all? No, no. I should oh, though. Okay. My brother, uh, who's really big in Valheim now too, I think he might. Tim, you surpassed the hours that he's played in like a week. <laughs> but he had been, he had been playing it a lot. He was the person that on my Steam had been the person that plays in Valheim the most. Nice. Um, but he went from Subnautica and then he beat it. I guess there's a mission structure, but it is a survival okay. game. Uh, uh, he went from playing that and beating it directly to Valheim. And I, I don't know if there's some type of correlation between the two genre-wise. Maybe yeah. that might speak to you or me. Um, but apparently there are some survival elements of that game, even yeah, my, though it's underwater. My, son, my oldest son liked Subnautica a lot. He told me I should try it, but I never did. I think they they released not a sequel, but maybe like a, a major yeah, it's like DLC. A, it's like a sequel. It's like an early access sequel, yeah. Okay. I, I, saw, Frozen, I saw what you're talking about. Frozen like some, Zero or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was picturing Frozen Princesses for some reason. Okay. Um, <laughs> so kids, too many kids. This is the song yeah. from the sequel to Frozen. I don't know. I don't remember the song. I don't remember it's the song. Just, I, uh, I think it's, it's the unknown. It's my dear friend Adele yeah. Dazim. All right. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember that when John Travolta yes. called her that? Okay. That nah. was, I kept quoting it at work to the point where people were like, Jeff, will you shut up? And I'm like, <laughs> it's just so freaking funny. Jeff, Adele, I'm so glad you got it because everyone else I've quoted Adele Dazim to, like, people are like, what are you. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm not getting that? the reference. I'm not getting it. Oh, man. That's the a short version is that Adina Menzel was performing at, I think it was the Oscars. She was performing yeah, at some It was, it was for Let It Go, the biggest song. It was for Let It Go, out. right yeah. as the first Frozen came out. And John Travolta is introducing her. And he even calls her, my dear friend. And then he says, Adele Dazim. Clearly, like clear as day. Yeah. And her name is Adina Menzel. Not oh, Adele sh- It still makes me laugh. Oh my god! So she he said, "My dear friend." Yeah. Said, "My dear friend." So she doesn't have a super normal name. I could see mispronouncing it to say Idina, or like I could, I could understand mm-hmm. some kind of mispronunciation. But he didn't even, like, no. he read two different words. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite things. And, and he, he, he did it with he such calm in. confidence. <laughs> he, it he was threw in the my friend too. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. 
I think he says my dear. That the Scientology only. Doesn't Scientology he say my? Doesn't he say my dear friend in my memory? He, he says does. My he does. Yeah. He my dear a dear friend my sweet something something uh, you know <laughs> that indicates a relationship between something the, two. the magnificently talented. Yes, Adele. wicked the wickedly talented. Wickedly that's what it is. talented. Adele. It's like, so you know who she is then? She was in Wicked. He was clearly reading, and uh, at the bottom, everything blurred together. Like, all of his Botox oh had made God. it hard to see. <laughs> well, that's what it was. He couldn't get the words out properly because the Botox. Yeah, there you go. He was stuck in that one. He was like, I can't pronounce this. Anyway. Poor guy. All right. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but, hey, listen. We'll, we can talk more about Valheim later if you guys want to, if it comes up. But just curious if there's anything else you guys have been playing recently that you want to talk about. It's been a weird time where a lot of games got pushed from 2020 into 2021, but I feel like, and I don't mean to be Debbie Downer. I know Tim hated on Nintendo a couple weeks ago. It just hasn't felt like a very full year of game releases so far in Q1. We're almost finished with the first quarter of 2021. Mm. And there's been a handful of games that I think are of note, like Hitman three, I thought was, of course, one worth mentioning. And then there's been some really interesting, you know, little, def- little, definitive. Little Nightmares 2. Have you played that one? Little Nightmares 2. And th- for the fact that that's one of the key games that's come out in 2021, I'm not trying that's to less. disparage that game. That's that's not a lot. There's not a lot that's come no, out. So no, no. That's two games well, and Valheim, but I guess that's early access. Right. It's probably going to be brought up at the end of the year anyway, even oh, yeah. though it's early access. It has well. to be. Um, but uh, But yeah, those are like the three games that are in my top three that I'm like, yeah, this makes sense, but at the end of the year, I I don't know. I don't know that it'll be the same. Mm. Keep I, like the second half of the year sounds like it's going to be just a, a reckoning well, of of I'm, games. <laughs> I'm thinking that we're sort of like at the like trailing end of like COVID and it, it affecting the development of certain games mm-hmm. and like the kind of like once things kick into gear, it's going to be this like more second half of this year for sure. So yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Well, to that end, I thought it'd be interesting to look at some of the top-rated games according to Metacritic that have released so far this year. Uh, even though we're not quite to the end of Q1, we're getting close. So we'll just start at the top instead of picking a spot, and we'll just maybe do 10, 15, something like that. But do you guys know, without looking, uh, so don't look it up, what do you think was the number one... What's the top-rated game regardless uh, of when it came out, and then what do you think is the top-rated brand-new game? so far this year I mean, I would say five. it's got to be hitman 3 at the top of brand new i would imagine i, I remember reviews being very very positive for that mm-hmm. I, are, I don't know you are correct on that one that one is at an 87 on metacritic nice gotcha. well, what yeah, was it. the other question <laughs> I think uh, I what about regardless of whether or not because that is not the highest rated game so far this year but it is the highest rated truly new game this year uh, other ones um, rated higher are not uh, technically new this year. I don't know what Not that means then. Yeah. Does it like, did it come Trickiness. out last year then? I don't understand. Could have. Yeah, mm. could have. I mean, is it Grand Theft Auto? It's always Grand Theft Auto. They win everything. It is not. It's a Switch game. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, I feel like I should. Fall Guys. No, that's not right. <laughs> it's, not Bra- it's not Bravely Default 2, is it? It is not. That one did not yeah, get very good ratings. Ah. Uh, it's a shame. It, it is it Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Currently holding that top spot at 89 on Metacritic. Nice. 89. Nice. After that, you have things like the Neo Collection and Neo 2 Complete Edition, all the variations of Neo that have come out across 
uh, PC, PS5, and uh, I think there was a PS4 version that was definitive. No, just just PS5. Uh, both both Neo One and Two, their their various complete editions and stuff like that that they've released, uh, have all scored quite highly. Um, those are all re-releases. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 and Control Ultimate Edition are both in the mid 80s that have both re-released this year. And then once you get past that, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of indie games of note that are in the 80s. There's Loop Hero, which with an 84. What's the deal with that game? Yeah, so Loop Hero, I almost bought it. It was on sale for 12 bucks. I think normally it's 15, so it wasn't a big sale. I figure this is something that will be free on the Epic Store or on Game Pass, so I can just wait. I'm not in a hurry to play Loop Hero, but it looks interesting. It's got a weird combination of old school graphics with kind of some modern artwork to go along with it. It's hard to describe unless you go watch mm. a trailer for it, but the actual gameplay, you don't do a whole lot. You just prep your hero as he does a literal loop around this wow. area. Ba- bosses are fought automatically. You just throw on equipment and and upgrades and try to heal and things like that, okay. Okay. but you that, don't actually do the battle. That's why the price is what it is. All right. Sounds like a mobile <laughs> game. Yeah, sounds like a mobile game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a PC game. It's on both i think it's on steam but it's definitely on epic games store uh, might try that when it's on some kind of service though per- mm. persona 5 strikers scored pretty well that was another pretty yeah. big release this year okay, right yeah. that's yeah people are hungry for persona that one got an 84 pedestrian one, jeff pedestrian did pretty well this year awesome did that officially hit uh switch um, at q1 or something um, ps5 ps5 okay cool it's it's a great game um, I, I do want to play that one Entirely crowdfunded, if I'm not mistaken, like uh, uh, crowdsource, whatever whatever the word is, where uh, they did funding, like fundraisers for it or whatever. Um, According to Metacritic, there's not a Switch version that they I, have. I think they it. want to release it, or the intention is to release it on Switch. I remember reading that somewhere. It feels yeah. like a Switch game. I think it's like PS4, it, PS5, and PC at the moment. It feels like it would thrive on Switch, I should say. Not, it, it doesn't feel like it, a Switch game. It looks actually really good. I agree. Um, although I am hearing that as games, as software progresses and the Switch hardware is just falling behind faster than usual. Oh, that's a bummer. So yes. it's struggling It's struggling to run a whole lot of things. That Switch Pro, Tim. To run. Switch Pro. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Um, Little Nightmares 2 got an 83 on Metacritic, which is that's good. Great. Stressful um, game, man. Really good, though. <laughs> it's so creepy. I'm gonna, it's so creepy. Oh, man. Running away from somebody, I'm like, oh no! <laughs> it's so you terrifying. played the first one, right, Jeff? Yeah, uh, that, a little bit. Whole... I didn't beat it though. Okay, so you did you get to the restaurant part? Probably not. Oh, I can't okay. remember. When did that come out? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> 2016, like four years ago. Yeah, four or five years. Ago? Yeah. It's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I did play of it, but I'm really bad at beating games. I don't know. It might be ADHD. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten worse at it over time. I just I get distracted, and the games that end up just dr- sucking my t- my life away are games that don't really have a conclusion. Yeah, Valheim. Like, yeah, like Valheim <laughs> or Rocket League or th- those kind of games end up getting most of my time when I really get hooked on them. But uh, I'm going to channel my inner Derek here and talk about a game that's got an 82. It's called Littlewood. Um, <laughs> came out on the Rated. Switch. So I think there's a couple of this looks like a kind of a crafting, peaceful, maybe not Harvest Moon-like, but the art reminds me of a Harvest Moon. Anyway, mm. there's a couple little games like that. Undermine, uh, Sunlight, 
some He's smaller games that are get, that are getting low 80s. Yep. Nice. That's so I'm surprised that Curse of the Dead Gods isn't up there because that's a really good game. I think that one's right at 70 something. That's I'll really look bizarre. Down so the I feel like one, that game should scratch a Hades itch that a lot of people are not. So the other one that came out this year that I really liked that will be on my at least kind of honorable mention list for sure at the end of the year is going to be Cyber Shadow. That game's really fun. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. I like that game. Yeah. Again, it's not like perfect. There's other games that have done this better, even in recent memory, but it's just fun. It's just a good, and it's hard. It's a, it's a tough game. It, yeah, that one's tough. That one's more like a rapid, whatever speed play type of game a little yeah. bit um uh, yeah. there's a game called it's spelled like olija but it's like olia is how it's yeah you were pronounced. saying yeah, something yeah, about yeah, yeah. um i played the demo like last year or whatever and it officially came out it's a great it's great for switch it's it is a similar to cyber shadow it's kind of like that platforming type of um what's what's that type of design that they did for cyber shadow it's like old school video sort of game Hack and slash. I mean, it's like old school hack and slash. It like, reminds uh, me of Ninja Gaiden a little bit. Side scrolling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a side scrolling like two two D, whatever you want to call it, two D platformer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's like a really cool like supernatural element to it. Like you get this spear that you can just like throw and yeah. allows you to teleport to certain platforms. And, I've heard good um, things about it, and I've heard monsters are tough, it. and and the bosses are tough. Uh, that's a fun game. Um, man, I played. Uh, I played uh, this game called... It's an early access, though, but I played this game called Rustler on Steam. I don't know if you guys have seen it there. Rustler? Yeah. Uh, in, in, parentheses, in parentheses, they put in the title uh, Grand Theft Horse because it is quite literally <laughs> a medieval Grand Theft Auto. It's, it but called it's like Rustler GTA. or... Yeah, Rustler. Oh, Rustler. I thought you said yeah. Wrestler. Okay. I, uh, r- Rustler. I'm not Rust- that... Rust- no, Jeff says Rustler. He said I don't have a regional accent, do I? Yeah. <laughs> um, Vince McMahon. Um, Rustler. You're fired. Uh, <laughs> Rustler, though, is like they uh, it's it's quite literally top down GTA 2 era. OK, but it's medieval. Oh, that's it. And they didn't change the tone. So like everything that you see is very modern, even though it's a medieval like some of okay. like the like the, the signs and stuff are hilarious. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember specifics now. It's going to drive me crazy that I haven't touched it recently to give you guys examples. But when you load up into it, you'll notice immediately how ridiculous it is. Dude, um, you've got me so sold on this game. Let me look at this thing. It's so ridiculous. Because, okay, let me let me read the description to you from Steam here. I just looked it up on my phone. Um, be, oops, it's reloading. Okay, become a medieval thug in a crazy open-world action game full of pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Complete insane quests, kill heroes, steal horses, fight guards, rob peasants, listen to some bard music, and much more. Yes. <laughs> All packed in old-school <laughs> gameplay style. And the reviews, and I do like the way Steam does this. They'll tell you, like, it's overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or most. This is mostly yeah. positive. Positive, yeah. so... Um, that's the awesome. Steam audience is pretty tough. They can be pretty tough. They really are tough. There so are games that I've seen on there that I'm like, oh, I like that game, and it, it'll say like mixed, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So it's the Grand Theft Auto 2 version of Red Dead Redemption, more or less. But like the pop but not, culture, not old west. It's like they medieval. Use, they use a lot of the same oh, but, but language. Medieval, yes. yeah. They use a lot of the same language that GTA uses. Like, it's really funny. Um, yeah. And and the mission, the first mission I had, I I jumped out of it because I was. I didn't have the patience to realign my play style to a top-down experience. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. like, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not patient enough for this, so I just jumped out. But the first mission is like, go steal a horse or whatever. And as soon as I did, it's immediately it's like GTA, where it's like the cop. 
you have like sirens, even though there's no freaking <laughs> sirens in that era. They have sure. like red and blue <laughs> and you're getting chased by like cops <laughs> on horses. And sure. uh, I got killed like immediately. It was so a this nightmare. This game is, uh, it's 25 bucks in early access. It looks really interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to give this game a look, uh, but it's, it's by funny. the guys. It's, it's really by the, the team that made 911 Operator and 112 Operator games. I never played those, but I remember sure. seeing them on uh, various stores. But it's kind of a smaller developer. But interesting. Rustler. I really thought you said wrestler. Yeah. If yeah, it was wrestler and I was bragging about it, I would be like, man, I would be on cloud nine if a good wrestling game came out. Oh, my God. So I. Right. So, I, so I've been, I, I think I talked about this already, but I'm going to mention it again. When you said wrestler, I was like, oh man, I really want that WWF old school, like uh, the yeah. old CHQ games to, to, or I'd be okay if, if they just decided, hey, we're going to use the same engine, the same approach to the combat, the way grapples work, the way hits work, like make a mm-hmm. game that kind of operates the same way. But um, yeah, because currently it's way too convoluted. It's like press this and then you got to press this and then you got to press this and maybe you'll do well, a suplex. It oh, like really? switched. It like switched developers too. So now it's like with some group, of, uh, some developer that's like they're kind of. I think they're kind of new, or at least they're very. They're just. They've never made a wrestling game before. So it's like now they just stuck the property with like these new guys. Well, and, the uh, um, mm, gotcha. the WWE 2K series. I mean, it flops so hard because yeah, I think yeah. you're right. They yeah, yeah. Somebody either the developer closed or something or was sold off. So there's nobody there to like make the games anymore. They have to kind of establish a new relationship. Mm-hmm. But I do know that uh, AEW, which is WWE's current competitor, and they're kind of new. They're like a two-year-old yeah. promotion. Um, they are working with uh, somebody that used to work on the No Mercy games to okay. make Ooh. a No Mercy-esque wrestling I love game. it, man. Let me make my own character and then let me go Dude, play. for real. Yeah. yeah, I still load up and I still have that stupid character that, right. oh my god, yeah. I look so stupid and... The yeah. entrance is like Val Venus or whatever. <laughs> Hello, ladies. And he's like Val Venus. gyrating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That game is still funny. It holds that game holds up even though it graphically doesn't. It's but so I also love when it goes to like the story mode and it shows them holding the mic. And of course they don't have good animation, so they're just going like this. Yeah. <laughs> like and then they'll and say underneath it'll stuff. say like, I'm gonna make this a no disqualification match and then it then all of a sudden it just fades away and it Yeah. yeah. Then the, the match starts. Oh, man. Um, anyway. Man, I miss uh, that good. Because there was a there was a boomer on that time. Not oh. just of people being interested in wrestling, but like WCW had a game right before that by the same developer that was really good. They WCW, had two games. NWO they had, Revenge, I think. And then they had two of them, yeah. Before that, it was like World Tour was actually like the one that was like, oh, this has, this has promise, but you couldn't do a whole lot. But Revenge uh, took it to the next level. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then No Mercy was like, oh, this is... Blew the doors. Oh, WrestleMania 2000. I forgot about that one. That was right before that. They made four that I that I know of that I thought were really really great. Yeah. I think they had started uh, with Japanese wrestling. The Fire Pro Wrestling was their first game, Mm. and then that would um, explain the transition when they transitioned in WCW. They first included a bunch of Japanese wrestlers in it, and they had a lot of old school Japanese rules in the matches, so it was kind of limiting. Yeah, one uh, of the development teams, I think, was called Aki, A-K-I, and they had a guy called yeah. Aki Man. They they had created things like that. That's but, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so familiar. Oh, my God. That's bringing me back, dude. Yeah. I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm going to fire up that uh, N64 uh, emulator tonight. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Curse of the Dead Gods was uh, at an 80 for its highest ranking. Yeah. The oh, other ones were high. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's yeah. it's I, I I did fire it up and play uh, quite a bit of it. It's it's a challenging game, so you're gonna die early and often. Um, According to Derek, it's been better than Hades. So mm, I wouldn't go that far, but it is good. It is good. It's I mean it's up there. I mean it well, should be praised by the same people that like Hades at least. It's creeping. Um, it's creeping into the '70s, Tim, and we all we know that Derek loves games that are in the '70s. So. True, he loves swimming in those sevens. If it's up at eighty, awesome. though, he's probably gonna hate it now. So here's, here's something <laughs> yes, that came exactly. out that I I only know about because of the um, I think it was the giant bombcast guys who talked about this is the Blizzard Arcade Collection, mm-hmm. um, and it's on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One or at least it's going to be. I know for sure it's on PC. It doesn't have a ton of games. So it says arcade collection, and oddly, these aren't even arcade games. It's kind of back to like a... To me, it's more like Super Nintendo collection. So here's the games that you get on there. There's three, and you have multiple versions of each of them. You've got Blackthorn, which if you guys haven't played this, it's just one of the coolest uh, Prince of Persia-esque... I'm talking old Prince of Persia-esque adventure games and it's got some stealth elements to it basically you're a you're this mercenary captain who's on this alien planet and the enemies are very much like the orcs you later see in blizzard games like uh, warcraft Hmm. so the enemies look a lot like those orcs but they have a cool mechanic where you've got a shotgun and you can either face left or right because it's all in 2d and you can also hit up to hide in the shadows so you kind of go invisible walk by um other games since then have used that type of mechanic but i thought that one was really cool and i liked the design on blackthorn as well um lost vikings is also in this collection, and then Rock and Roll Racing. Hmm. So those are the three quote-unquote arcade games, although I don't think any of them had an arcade hmm. uh, version. I'm going to so. be honest with you, I never played any of them. Not well, there, you go. One. Yeah. there you Not go. One. 30 bucks seems like a lot, though. Is it 30? Games. I didn't look it up. Is it 30? I, th- I, th- I think it's 30, which is, seems like uh, way too much. But, I mean, Activision for you. So Yeah, but know. this is a great one to look for on a sale. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even someone like myself, who I loved Blackthorn, I remember Lost Vikings vaguely, and I kind of want to try it again. I don't remember Rock... I, I remember seeing the cover of Rock and Roll Racing. I just couldn't tell you if I yeah. liked it or not. I can't remember playing it if I did. Um, so, anyway, they do have some some of the multiple versions uh, for some of these, I believe, like Super Nintendo version or Sega version or something like that. Uh, they, I think they have something like that. So, anyway, it's it's a cool thing they put out. That's it. Got a 79 on... Uh, on Metacritic, some other games of note from this year. Um, you mentioned Olia or Olija, however you pronounce it. They say it in the game like Olia, like uh, okay. with with a weird, I don't know, whatever. That's also got a seventy nine. It's pretty good. Um, which is yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. Bravely Default Two comes in at a seventy seven. Which I'll take it. Should be in the fifties. That is all not, right. All right. <laughs> that is actually seventy seven is actually quite good. Don't, I think don't Metacritic. Be a Metacritic has things kind of at that green score until you get below 75, I think, I think yeah. is their cutoff. I thought it was um, below 70. And but, then um, Medium has a 76. That's another game of note from this year that some people loved. Other people like me thought was, I thought Medium was fine. It's and decent. then other people hated it. <laughs> I thought, I really thought I would like it way more. Uh, God, I don't know, man. It's just a little tedious. It looked like it had really cool vibes and a, a cool premise, but then like I, th- I think people need something like they need combat or some sort of like mm-hmm. you know something to do in a game, and it just seems like you're kind of just moving around and sneaking around and experiencing yeah. the environment, and that could be boring to people. I, w- I, you know, I would imagine. Yeah, I agree. So. 
Yeah, I'm at the current stage where, I mean, you guys have uh, already become addicted to Valheim, but I'm, I am at the current stage of gaming where I'm trying to find that next game that truly gets me addicted. And the last time that happened was like Cyberpunk. Even though I had so many problems with that game, I was so addicted to finishing it. Yeah. Um, so I'm still waiting for that next game to sink its uh, sink its teeth in me. And Valheim is great. I enjoy playing it with with people. I played it with Tim like a little bit. Um, yeah, only my got brother, a few minutes my brother, I played it with more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it's still like I don't know. I think it's just because there's so much stuff to do that it's a little overwhelming for me. Uh, so uh, seeing the progress everybody else has made, I'm like, so oh no. What are you guys doing <laughs> after the show? We <laughs> yeah, <need> to... <laughs> we need to we need to Viking I'm, after this. I'm thing. still gonna be I'm still gonna be awake. So yeah. I'm just saying. So it's you know, interesting because I... Uh, I actually didn't anticipate anything really hooking me till maybe Monster Hunter Rise. Mm. And after playing the demo, I can confirm it looks like it's going to be great. But I do wonder, like, will I not kind of be in the mood for a Monster Hunter when it comes out? We'll see. Like, maybe yeah. I'll love it and get totally hooked. So there really it wasn't. Is it is a lot. Um, it is a lot. And you have to really be dedicated. Like, you have to be all in to get into a game like yeah. a game like that. The main reason um, I haven't played one of those. Uh, yeah, and they're, they've become much more, um, the, the level of entry is way easier than it used to be. Like, they've really made it mass market friendly. So it's yeah. not as scary as it used to be in terms of just understanding it all. But it's, there's still a lot. Um, so I didn't really expect much this year. And I've played some little games here and there. Uh, I've tried out, some, I played through the medium, which I consider kind of a smaller game because it's a shorter experience. That was good. Cyber Shadow was good. Hitman 3, one of my favorites already for this year, but not Easily. a super in-depth experience. I kind of flew through mm-hmm. it. I actually replayed all the levels already, um, and it's great. I love it, but it's a, there's just not a ton to it. And I've already played the first two games, so maybe at some point I'll decide, I'm going to do a run-through of all three Hitman games, and that'll be fun. I think there's a ton of value in that game. It's just it didn't hold me for more than, oh, maybe like a week. It kept my attention, which was cool. I liked it. Um, Valheim just caught me way off guard. I just saw people talking oh, yeah. about it. I saw some of the screenshots and I was intrigued by the kind of, I think the developer describes it as kind of like a, um, it's a PS1 type visual to, to some mm-hmm. of the pixelated yeah. stuff that they use. Yeah, yeah. But then they use lighting effects from modern day and some, yeah, yeah. some more modern effects, but then some of the, the visuals are more old school. And it just kind of caught my attention. It was 20 bucks and people were talking about how it's the, you know, survival Viking game that everyone's always wanted, and it's, you know, easy level of entry, and I forget exactly what it was that made me pull the trigger, but I was like, all right, I'll try this. And as soon as I started playing it, I was like, uh-oh. I actually, I had that <laughs> really where I thought, uh-oh. uh-oh, I think, I think I'm in trouble. I think this is all I'm going to play. <laughs> um, and this is yeah. just going to be a Valheim show now. Like, this, yeah. that's all I yeah. play. You know, it's funny. Currently after- on Valheim. Yes. Valheim, whatever. Dan and I had a, an issue last time. I think we talked about it where we got trapped, but, or at least I posted yes. about it in the group yeah, where yeah. we were going on an adventure to try to map out the edge of a continent, just kind of see what was up here, working our way towards the second boss. And um, and then I took a turn down this river trying to, I wanted to like, I like to map out where the rivers go too, came to a dead end. And as I'm slowing it down, trying to make us turn, there's a pack of wolves right there where <laughs> And the place oh, where they spawned, God. they could actually reach us in the boat. So they start biting at us, and our boat's going to crash. They're going to you know, get destroyed. So I decide yeah. I'm gonna, these wolves aren't actually not that hard to kill in the game, but yeah. they, do, they do a ton of damage. And we had been sailing for a while, and it hadn't registered with me that I hadn't eaten. My character hadn't eaten anything. <laughs> so I have like 25 health. I have like yeah. no stamina. So I jump out, take one swing, and then one bite kills me. And so I'm dead, and then Dan has to run and escape. I have to survive. He survives, goes back to my dead body, grabs my stuff because I brought materials to make a portal with me, 
on that trip. So he goes back to the forest, sets up a portal, and that helps me avoid having to walk a long way. Uh, So little adventures like that have been a lot of fun. And then after that, actually, I was trying to... I thought, hey, next time that whether Dan and I are playing or when Jeff can join us, or Jeff, by the way, your brother's welcome to join us too. That could be fun to have a a group of us. Um, I wanted to map out some stuff so we weren't just kind of aimlessly picking a direction and going. Mm-hmm. So I figured, hey, I'm playing this game a ton anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just, I'll sail around a few local islands. So I was sailing around this one island, and apparently the way that this one generated, it generated a biome or an area that is much higher level than me called the uh, Plains. Yep. So I, I'm sailing along. I all of a sudden noticed the color on the little map changes to this kind of tan, light brown color. And, mm. and all of a sudden you know how it, it tells you where you are and the music changes yeah. it said planes and the music changed and i was like oh i better turn around so <laughs> i wasn't on land so i didn't think anything of it and i just slowly start to turn and then all of a sudden i see this little bug coming across uh, no. from the planes it's what's called a death skeeto you guys have yep. probably heard about these things yeah, 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 yeah. so this this infamous death skeeto from the planes actually came out over the water where my boat was, and I start sailing away full oh, speed. <laughs> and the death skeeto isn't giving up; it's still chasing me. Oh, and wow. it, it stings. <laughs> it, like it kept hitting my boat the way my character was sitting. Yeah. But then I had the smart idea of let me stand up and try to shoot him. So I stood up, and as soon as I stood up, the death skeeto had access to me, and one hit killed me. Yeah. I'm out in the middle of the ocean. The middle, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So my character uh, dies. My boat stops moving right away, and then my my uh, little gravestones just floating in the water. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I was like, "What do I do?" So I went ahead and did the tough thing and rebuilt a boat. Went down there and got my stuff. Oh, so you did get you did get the stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you got I the stuff. I would have started though. over. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But to me, that was like it was frustrating in that moment. But that's the closest, in my opinion, that this game gets to being punishing. Yeah. Like if you, they give you tons of ways to not actually suffer a lot when you die. Like even if you die multiple times, it's not like it's not like all your stuff from the first death you had goes away. It all is sitting it's there. Not, waiting for it's not. It's not a Souls game. It's not a Souls game, right? And right. it's not like most of these other survival games. Yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty forgiving. So I, and I hope right. they keep that. I hope it's not just you know, for the early access. I think that's what they want to go for. I think they want that accessible survival game. So that's probably why it took off, honestly. Um, Cause yeah. I mean, yeah. survival games are niche, honestly. Like, I mean, for me at least, yeah, Same it here. really depends on the type of game it is. Uh, but most of them just don't click with me. I just get so frustrated with some of the yeah. mechanics and not dying all the time. Like, uh, so I, I mean, that's, this has to be why, why it took off because of how forgiving it is. And I think so. Yeah. I mentioned it before, but even just the simple fact of being able to repair all of your things without needing any resources at all. You just click the repair hammer button and it just repairs everything. You're like, all right, cool. I'm good to go. Yep. That's awesome. And what I do like too is there's about 60% of the game maybe right now available to early access people. Maybe not in terms of like um, the way the game will play, but in terms of what you can explore and the enemies will encounter maybe mm-hmm. maybe 65 percent about yeah n- yeah 60 percent because there's five of them and there's going to be nine so there's four more biomes for them to to uncover yeah. each of those will probably have their own boss there's going to be a lot more each of those will likely introduce some sort of new material which means new things to craft which means new things for building so 
I'm very excited also that not only am I enjoying this now, there's so much right now, but also I have a lot to look forward to. Let's say that I kind of get to a point where I feel like I get it and I've experienced it. I'm going to play something else for a while. As soon as they roll out an update, like, all right, here's the next thing for Valheim. I'm going to jump right back in. So uh, yeah. I, that's why I'm really excited about this game. I feel like yeah. this is going to be my on-again, off-again game all year. Um, but it, I actually have played League. some. I have played something else, but I didn't want to cut you guys off if you did, wanted to say something about the old Viking uh, survival game. Um, Go ahead, I mean, please, then. No, I mean, we mentioned, I mean, we discussed last time, Tim, like kind of possibilities, like how I think um, it would be super cool if you could like literally build a whole town and then like they start throwing NPCs out there and you can like kind of recruit them and you can even make yeah, like, that'd be rad. you could even make like it, it like a side quest, like maybe they need something from you and I mean, not make it just simply a fetch quest, like actually maybe try to make it interesting, but mm-hmm. you know, yep. stuff like that to kind of like earn it, you know? Um, yeah, I just I, I, I want... I want them to fill the world with like that kind of stuff. So then like, cause again, that's why I, I don't care about Minecraft. Like, cool, I'm building things. That's great. Like, what do I do with those things? What do I do with these, these buildings that I just made? Like no one's living in them. Like, what's the point? So, yeah. And I think this could suffer from that, especially if you don't have a group to come and enjoy the stuff you've built or to build yeah. along with you. Um, so, and I've kind of experienced that in my solo world where it's like, like I just recently built a really cool castle that has a a big pit around the edge of it. So, because I've been getting attacked by waves of enemies a lot now. Now that okay. I'm mm-hmm. getting a little farther into the game, they start to send waves of. If you're at your base for a long time, that's usually when it triggers. If you kind okay. of are just at your base to reload and then head back out, nothing will happen. But if you're inside your base for a while, it'll say either the forest is moving and the animals will attack you, or it will say. Uh, the ground is shaking and then a bunch of trolls oh. will come attack you. And that's been pretty rough <laughs> uh, when you're not ready for that one. Yeah. Um, or it'll say there's a foul smell from the swamp and I've had the swamp creatures all come at me. Oh, <laughs> so, which I think is cool. I think it's, I think it's cool. They, they, they don't, I, I like that. But on the other hand, if you're just building peacefully, it can be pretty annoying. Thankfully, yeah. there's not a ton of them. They're not that difficult to beat. And if you die, you're right by your spawn location. Yeah. Not exactly. the end of the world. Um, but it did help me figure out some smart ways how to build defenses. So, And I proved that they worked because right after I finished this whole big protection around my castle, I'll show you sometime. It really took me way too long. Uh, but one, now that it's all up there, uh, trolls attacked and they couldn't reach nice. my walls to even swing on them if they wanted to. So they come and they kind of bump and get stuck and then they walk back into the forest. Nice. So it's pretty sweet. I like it. Like yeah, it. it's pretty sweet. So I'm I am definitely enjoying that. But I have also recently jumped into finally, finally I can play one of the best games of 2020 according to some of you. That's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh yeah, Ooh. but not yeah. on PS5 though, right? I am playing on a PS5. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah you did get one. Yep, you yep. and you and I'm um, I'm Miles the one moron. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's uh, me. That's so I'm hurt. actually more mad at Sony than anybody. At this stage, it feels like they don't want everybody to have one. They just want to but sell them. But they keep them. advertising it, which is just mean at this point. Yeah. Um. But uh. But anyway, I did start Miles Morales, and uh, I I put it in um. I forget which mode. It's whatever the default mode is. You can do the combined. You can do the combined one. There's a combined one. Yep, I saw that. But I went ahead and just went with the default for now, uh, okay. at 30 frames per second, where it's the okay. full resolution and the ray tracing, so all that stuff. Fidelity mode. On. Fidelity. Thank you. That's what it's called. Um, and of course, it just looks oh, yeah. unbelievable. It looks so good, and uh, really fun to play. Um, 
So I'm not too far into it. I played it for about an hour and a half. No, yeah, about an hour, hour and a half. My kids were watching it too because it's pretty much like a movie. It's like watching oh, it is. Yeah. Um, a, a new Spider-Man movie and they already love the characters and like, let it tell us next time you play because they're just going to oh, yeah. watch and or take some turns swinging. Dude, swinging it's going to break city. their hearts. It's going to break their hearts. Uh, swinging around the city is a lot of fun too, um, of course. But I will say this, uh, and I'm only a little bit into it. I know I've got more things to unlock, whatever else. It <laughs> is more of a... It's a better version, but more of Spider-Man 2018. It's not sure. a bad thing. I loved that game because I also fired up the remastered version, and mm-hmm. I was reminded right away of why I liked that game so much. Dude, yeah. yeah. And Miles Morales is also it's that, and it's more. It's more than that. I understand it, it, right out of the gate, you already see some things that are different, mm-hmm. but it's also mostly that. So uh, I stand by where we ended up ranking it. It got a nice ranking, I think, in our game of the year, but it didn't. Yeah. It, I don't think it. It shouldn't have gone any higher, and I'm glad it landed where it. I think it landed at like fifth, maybe or fourth. That's Something about like that. that's about right, I mean, though. I think. I'm offended, but it's fine. You're not. <laughs> You're only offended about Final Fantasy. That's true. Um, that's true. Sorry to bring that back up, but yeah, really uh, digging, really digging hurts. that. I also played some Astro's Playroom, which I think I might have talked about. That game is just adorable and gorgeous, and and I love free it. and cool. free. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it, that's it, free to me, with it's, the console. Yeah, yeah, it's already installed. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. even even as you, f- you do all the setup stuff and then you first log in, and my first thought was, all right, let me just start all my downloads and I'll play a game later. You can actually play Astro's Playroom right away. So you can start all your downloads, but then that game is already ready to run, which is really smart that they did that. And so I was yeah. able to play it. And, oh, man, it's not only is it gorgeous, like it looks really, really great, but it's just so charming and such a great walk down memory lane with all the PS one, two, three, four, and everything in between, all the little yep. devices they've released. Yep. Uh, they're all artifacts that you can find and you gather in this big kind of museum. And um, it's got four really well-made worlds to explore. I think maybe more worlds than that, but four main worlds to explore. It's just, it's great. It's really, yeah, really yeah. great. It's nice, yeah. Yeah, and I also played a little Destruction in the All-Stars and didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I understand yeah. folks who like it. That's fine. I just I didn't find the driving or smashing or on foot mechanics to be particularly good or That's fun. That's the entire I, game. <laughs> I think. Well, so I think. All right. I I think I didn't find anything to do with the game particularly fun though. So <laughs> I just didn't think they were that well done. I'm sorry, but so you're I, right. I did just describe every mechanic. <laughs> so real quick, because I don't think I even mentioned that I had played that. Like I I I disagree. I think it actually does play well. But the issue that I found was like, if I'm so if I'm like just full speed going at someone, right? But then like you know, I'm playing against a human being, so they see I'm coming at them. If they just suddenly go off in that direction, like, I, it's not like Need for Speed where I can suddenly take this 90-degree turn and then still hit them, like... No, but you do have that kind of dash. Attack. Yeah, but it's it, it doesn't go very far. Like, the side yeah. dash barely go. like... Okay, yeah. so, so that's what I was talking about. I didn't mean to say it wasn't done well. <laughs> I think it's, it's programmed well, but yeah, it's not yeah. fun to play. Like, yeah. driving... Not all that fun compared to other recent kind of fast-paced competitive driving games like Rocket League. I love the way Rocket League oh, drives. Yeah. just oh, feels absolutely. perfect. Yeah. Uh, smashing into other cars, not as satisfying as it could be. Even in that free game they just put out on Game Pass, Wreckfest, those crashes feel better than mm-hmm. the crashes here. Um, yeah. And so the crashes don't quite do it for me either. And then when you're on foot running around, there's some cool animations to dodge the cars. Some of that was kind of neat. Yeah, looking, but again, not really fun to play. 
Yeah. Uh, again, not poorly made, just not that fun for me. I think there's a reason they stopped um, pushing that game so much. They, oh, yeah. they announced it and then it just kind of went away and said, "We're just going to delay it and release their it." Their marketing folks finally played it and they were like, telling Ooh. you, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> that seventy dollar uh, price tag? Yeah, no, you're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> like, no, is it absolutely. lower now? It's like twenty. Yeah. It, oh God. Like okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I think so that's it's the official price. So it was free with PS Plus for a while, but now it's twenty bucks. In the, okay. I wow. think that's the actual official price, if okay. I recall. All right. Which is definitely more appropriate for that game. Yeah. Tried a few other things on my PS5 recently that have been a lot of fun. Uh, my son's replaying through Ratchet and Clank 2016, cool. and um, people can say what they want about that game, but I love that game. And people, people don't like that game. Like, is it yeah. just because it's like? Uh, it's geared towards kids or whatever. I, I, don't... I think there are people who don't like that game. I thought it was a blast. I, it was yeah. one of my favorites of 2016, which was admittedly not the strongest year, but you know, you had Uncharted 4 and Doom that year, so you had some other bit heavy hitters. Mm. And Ratchet and Clank stood out to me as one of the best that year. And I, just, I agree with it, that actually. It looks so good. It, hey, I mean, you want to make your just... comparison? It's a, it's a fair comparison to make. You Go make ahead. Your it looks oh. just like a. Oh, you're talking about Kingdom Hearts, right? Pixar no. movie? Oh, Pixar. <laughs> Which literally has Pixar movies in it, but that's fine. <laughs> that's doesn't, fine. It doesn't look the same, though. Which is why it was so disappointing that it looks to me when I was playing it. I was like, this is like Pixar. This so, hold crazy. on. You know what? Kingdom Hearts 3 was just released on PC. I bet it looks just like a Pixar movie, though. It could. It could. <laughs> graphically speaking. Um, but, yeah, Ratchet & Clank, is, it looks great, too. I don't know if there's any specific upgrades. I just know it looks and runs great still. I, mean, I didn't notice anything. But what I did notice is when I started playing through God of War from 2018 on my PS5, I noticed those upgrades. There's even, like, a mode in the options where you can play with the original PS4 settings or the enhanced performance settings. Ooh, Ooh boy. I mean, that <laughs> so game do, was... do you see it change, like, right, like, right immediately? Yeah. yeah. Like, hitting the tree? It's... Like, oh so boy. pretty yeah and i think it's gonna i think it's in 60 frames per second and if not I'd yeah be shocked. i believe it's so just, yeah. it's silky smooth yeah. and like i was actually struggling in the first couple of easy fights because i'm just so i'm just staring at all the visuals looking in the corners like look at all those details oh i'm, I'm dying hang on i gotta yeah, fight yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy i freaking love that game dude that game i played so probably three times oh, uh, did you? okay yeah, dude i just love that game not all game the way plus? through but like what did you do new game plus uh, no, I did actually. Surprisingly, I just never touched New Game Plus until I want to say it was recently. I started doing New Game Plus because uh, I didn't know what it, like I, I assumed it just meant. Oh, it's harder for some reason in my head. Oh, no, you keep like, all your stuff over. But you can carry all your stuff over. Yeah, I found that out like much later. Embarrassingly. Okay. But... Uh, so, but uh, but I really need to. Uh, but at the same time, I've since replaced my regular PS4 with a PS4 Pro. So I have no, I didn't transfer any of my saves over, so I have to completely uh, mute again. So I'm still like halfway through it on the PS4. Okay. The cloud, don't you have PlayStation Plus? Uh, I I do, but for some reason just didn't carry over. I don't. I, I don't think know. you might have to upload it first, or was that just Spider Man? The Spider Man process to carry over saves was weird, but I figured it out thanks to some help from a few mm -hmm. folks. Okay. Um, but I was gonna say with God of War, um. I, I did so I, did, I started the new game plus it brought my save over pretty seamlessly which was great um but it is very weird starting with incredible armor and your sorry slight spoilers for the game but in the original game when you first start you don't have chain blades and they're notably missing because he's got bandages around his arms where the chains mm -hmm. used to be mm -hmm. and that's actually a pretty big part of the story as some major things happen and then he yep. the only way to to save someone that's in trouble 
is he has to go back home and dig up this, these yeah. weapons from this past. Such an awesome the moment. One of, my, of chaos. one of my favorite moments from that story of that game is when he goes back and gets those. And then oh, the yeah. enemies attack. Dude, that's one of my favorite video game moments ever. Like, it's, it's like, the, it's like the, the literal ghost. It is straight up past, an action like, movie yeah, moment. Yeah. Like the yeah, way yeah. the music swells and how yeah. cinematic it is. And when it's the camera goes over his shoulder. And he's yeah. exiting his house, and there's enemies, and you're and like, the blade. oh, man. But like, then like, when yeah. you start using them, because that game is so different feeling yeah. from the yeah, smash yeah. on the square button from the previous games, where it's like square, 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 triangle on a lot of the on the original God of War games. Mm-hmm. And now it just it's much more methodical and heavy, and you feel more powerful. But you don't feel like the same arcadey God of War that you yeah. were before. Because he's yeah. not, like, leaping into the air, because you can kind of yeah. do that, like uppercut move back so in the day. I was day. worried when I got him. I was like, this isn't going to feel good. And then, of course, I started using him, and I'm like, okay, these are amazing. <laughs> these are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so they nailed it. But anyway, all that to say, because those moments are so key, and when you start this game out, New Game Plus, you have those and everything else. You've got oh, okay. all your gear. So I That's thought so that... Awkward. It Let me go get of, the blades I already have, or whatever, or the, the chains I already well, have. Well, in, in the cutscenes, in the cutscenes, he still has just his bandages, you know, especially because yeah, yeah. they highlight those sometimes, and he's like rewrapping them or whatever. Yeah. But and then when, of course, in the game starts, full big old ch- whatever blades <laughs> yeah. I had that were all upgraded, yeah. they're glowing with like flames on them or something. Yeah. And uh, and he and I, I forget what armor I have, I forget what it's called, but it's like it's got all this animated moving stuff on it because it's like the super upgraded. Yeah, armor yeah. and weapons i'm like yeah this does feel a little weird that i'm supposed to be yeah. kind of this mild-mannered calmer kratos who's trying to live a peaceful life and that's that's the draw hey guys, I'm super game. Chill. just ignore my armor you, you <laughs> earned it tim you earned it super yeah, I chill so. kratos i guess yeah. anyway super whatever i'm not really criticizing it that game freaking rules man that Dude, yeah. is so good every time that that because you guys know i i am a huge red dead redemption 2 like die hard yeah and that's my favorite game of that year. Every time God of War beat it, I was like, "Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." yeah. yeah. That fair. was a that was a tough one. It was amazing. Twenty eighteen was a tough year for me to decide yeah. who should win. Plus, you are you also had Assassin's Creed Odyssey that year. So for me, it was there was three right there at the top that I was like, "This is impossible. I don't know how to pick." <laughs> there was another one. Uh, Spider Man was that year too. So like Spider Man oh, was, was it for me. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm telling you, that was, people was people brutal. talk about 2017, but when 2018 was over, I was like, I think this might have been better. As yeah. much as I love yeah. 2017, yeah, 2017 is great, but might have been better. But I'm I'm replaying 2018 games more, honestly. So yeah, they're absolutely excellent. But yeah. anyway, all that to say, I'm having fun with the PS5. It's been a nice balance between when I'm sitting up and at at my desk on the computer playing Valheim or maybe playing around with a few other PC games here and there. Um, but mostly Valheim, let's be honest. Uh, or every once in a while coming down here and plopping on the couch and playing some some PS5. It's been pretty fun. The only games that... Um, that like Miles is really the only one that I really felt like I was missing out on. Uh, Astro Playroom was a nice surprise. Not necessarily like a full-fledged game that I felt like I can't believe I'm missing it, but it was a nice surprise when I played it. It's just so delightful. And then I'll try Demon Souls. That's the next one up. I'll, I'll give right. it a That game but, is gorgeous, Tim. The ones that I'm really excited about aren't really coming out until the summer. That's when they're going to start hitting. So the new Ratchet yeah, and Clank. Yeah. Also, I didn't throw it out earlier. Absolutely play Spider-Man in 60 frames. Like, I had mentioned, you know, when I got the PS5, when we kind of did our impressions, I was like, I I didn't want to admit it, but Derek was right the whole time. 60 frames is I'm going to switch over like, to that. I just wanted to see yeah. all the ray tracing <laughs> stuff. But you're right. Now they have a combined version. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll switch it over to that. It's a yeah, good point. 60 frames is just better. 
to kind of piggyback on what you're saying in the summer, uh, yeah, it looks like it starts in May, right? The the brutality of the release schedule, uh, yeah, yeah. Resident Evil, then Mass Effect. Yeah, yes. I think I think we're Tennessee, just still Far feeling, Cry. Yeah, we're just still feeling that kind of COVID aftermath of games getting pushed back because of COVID. So Mario right. Golf, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. where uh, that's in June, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, ooh, Back for Blood. Uh, hopefully they keep that release date though. I'm all about having a Left 4 Dead uh, type game, and I miss that experience. Yeah, I, I, think, I had it a little bit with World War Z, but it just wasn't the same. I think this right. summer there'll be some big ones, and I think the reason we don't know about Holiday yet is a combination of reasons. One, some yeah. companies want to deliver like the great news at a specific time. Other companies aren't sure if they're going to be able to deliver them by Holiday because everything's I mean, been pushed I, I back. Feel, I feel that we're all kind of collectively a version of impatient because last year just was a train so, wreck and it caused so many delays. But <laughs> uh, but I mean, E three is going to happen uh, digitally probably. Well, some uh, form, right? of It's E3. all digital. Mm-hmm. Some um, form. Yeah. There's going to be tons of announcements around that time. So I mean, I so. I'm, I'm willing to wait. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kenna, which comes out in August, is one that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, wait for I think that. it's pronounced. Kena, Kena? It's Kena. I think it's Kena. Or I was listening to Easy Allies, and I, I think, think they, they said s- it's Kena. Yeah, like the woman on the on the um, uh, state of play, I think might have said it incorrectly. Yeah, they, she, uh, was the she was pronouncing it. That's uh, why Xbox Kena. rules. Okay, get get him get him out of <laughs> get him out of here. He's just doing his job. Oh, I'm Derek, the Easy guys, Allies guys. Up, Derek. The Easy Allies guys <laughs> talked about how it's pronounced Kena, which to me I heard and I thought, well, why didn't they just Spell it K A N A, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that game looks amazing. Yeah, yeah you're right, Kana. They can't, they can't win with the pronunciation. Um, that game accurately can be described as Pixar. Pixar. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I was right when I said it. Okay. Yes, we're absolutely. right that time. You have Dan, permission. Dan, we will always tell you when you're right and wrong. We'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Derek will especially tell us when we're wrong. Trash. Wrong, which is Trash. all the time. Yeah, but hey, the good news is there's plenty of games that I've got. I don't know you guys that I've got on my backlog to work oh, my way. Back. Oh yeah, I've got plenty. See, I'm fine. I'm fine with it being like kind of slow right now. Like I want to catch up with some of these games. I'm doing so. okay at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've played the. Uh, did you guys play the Outriders demo? No, no. Derek. I, um, Derek. After t- Derek talked about it, I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. really? Not into it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I mean, no, it's he, free, he so you might as he well. He didn't hate it, by the way, just to be clear. Yeah. He didn't hate it. It's just his description of it, what it sounded like, just didn't sound like a Tim game. It's a uh, big part- adjustment from what you, you might have been used to doing before in third-person shooters, especially like Division Two or uh, uh, yes, Gears, yeah. where it's cover-based. This one is like, yes, there's cover, but you really have to be offensive in this Which game. Which is why we talked about last week how it's weird that it's a cover-based shooter, but the the giant bombcast guys are talking about this too. That it's kind of like, why even bother putting a cover system in when they're all right. like, be aggressive, go be yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. They, they make the AI super aggressive, and you yeah. have to use your abilities to get health, or you die like immediately. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, it's it's a tough game. It's a big adjustment. Um, I think it's fine though. I can see a lot of people championing this game that. Will just make me roll my eyes. Uh, but <laughs> but it's it's, it's a fine. Seven. It's fun. It gives me Anthem vibes where it's like I'll Ooh. probably play it with friends, beat it, and then never <laughs> touch it again. Yeah, never touch like, it. Again. That was the worst insult you could have given it. I think. Not really, because I mean, when Anthem came out, the frustration that I had with it was like load times. Yeah. But I still had fun with it with friends, and then when I beat it, I was like, well, there's no reason for me to play this in it ever again because the loot was very samey and 
Not that yeah. the loot's samey in Outriders. That we, you know, we haven't had the full experience of that yet. But uh, um, it, it just struck me as like, oh, this is just gonna like wear out its welcome for me uh, mm-hmm. after I beat it. Yeah. So I don't. That's just an assumption based yeah, on that, the that demo. demo's out across multiple platforms right now. Yeah. And uh, um, so yeah, go try it out if you're listening. And that third-person shooter, looter, looter shooter kind of appeals to you. Um, yeah, Believe it or not, I did. I did play another demo though. Believe it or not. I played play? Bravely Default 2 demo. Oh, okay. Excellent. So when I trash on it, it's from an educated perspective. <laughs> well, I wouldn't really say you're educated, but, you know. It's, and I, Meaning I played it a little bit. I, mean, uh, I, played, but, I uh, played a demo, too. You just don't appreciate classic RPGs. I mean, clearly. It, you just... it, it's, <laughs> I, I can understand being, you know, I can understand fans of that genre loving the game, but you have to be like, you obviously have to go in being already a fan. Uh, oh, yeah, no, of course. Playing absolutely. of it, I, or when I did play it, I was just like, uh, this this doesn't really stand out to me in this genre at all. Like, it, nothing they were doing felt distinct or unique so, to me. So the thing is, so the thing with like this type, this type of classic RPG is the job system. The job system is what makes yeah. it fun. As you get way deeper into the game, there's so many jobs that when you mix them together, so like you'll have a main job of like say um, like warrior, right? But then like you can do a sub job of like uh, a white mage. So then technically you just made yourself a paladin, so to speak. Yeah. So like you can combine classes to kind of make your own. Unique that pretty setup, cool. and that's yeah. specific um, to this game, or? Uh, well, I mean, Final Fantasy, like Other, yeah, uh, Final Tactics Fantasy games have done it. Final Fantasy V, for example, like that one was really big with the class system, with the job system. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite job system games, I think Final Fantasy Tactics had some great ones, all yeah, the yeah. versions of those games, but also the Tactics Ogre games or Ogre yeah, Tactics, yeah. depending on which one, the Ogre Battle yeah. games, it's, all had great job systems. Yeah. It's, Listen, it's Bravely a, Default is not for everyone, for no. sure. Um, I actually don't even think when it comes to throwback RPGs, it's the best. But I do think it outshines. I'm thinking back over the last few years of other recent, hey, we're going to make a classic RPG. Like I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere, I think it's better than those. Even just off the, I think I put two hours into the demo, which I think this is the demo that they gave you four hours of playtime. Yeah, I I thought it was three. Or three hours. I played about two hours or so. And Mm -hmm. I could already tell like, hey, this is better than some of the ones that in my opinion, that RPG Factory put out. Now, I think the I Am Setsuna story was great, but I'm talking just gameplay. I thought yeah, the yeah, yeah. Oh, was okay. It was, way yeah, sim- it was way simpler. It was way simpler. Yeah, yeah. and then, but I still think, like, uh, Octopath Traveler, to me, set the standard for great gameplay and great story. The only problem was their, the pacing because you hop from character yeah. to character. That yeah, was yeah. the problem. This, this at least has yeah. more consistency because you just have your party of four people, mm-hmm. yep. and you meet them early on. So, like, then you're kind of basically playing the entire game with, like, the main cast, and then you feel like they're actually connected, and, you know, yeah. there's camaraderie there. Like so. a Final Fantasy game. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're yep. still playing it? Uh, you still playing it, Dan? Or you Bravely Default? Or? Yeah. Bravely, uh, so, Bravely. I've played about six hours, but <laughs> Valheim kind of has been, you know, distracting yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. So... But yeah, no, I, I like it, but I mentioned in the last episode that I, I think the voice acting is unfortunately a bit on the weak side. Yeah, I think the main cast is fine, except for Elvis, which one weird name for a fantasy character. Um, <laughs> yes, but also, yeah. he's just he's just very like he's super Scottish sounding, like just like straight off the boat, like Scottish Irish sounding. And it's like, all right, that's just <laughs> it's just a, it's a bit much. But yeah, yeah. so yeah. 
but it's it's fun. I I like again. I love the job system. I think the brave default system is fun because it's like a risk reward because basically you're building up like turns so to speak, and you can unleash all the turns at once. Right. But you you have to build them up. So yeah, it, it it's a basically factor. you get to decide. Do I want to be super aggressive or lay back and play defense and then yep. unleash the pain? So, you know, it depends on your enemy. And they also have the same system, which is kind of cool. Right. Like they can come after you or they can hold back. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I like that game a lot. But when it comes down to it, I still prefer Octopath Traveler, which, by the way, I reinstalled because I had I had yeah. uninstalled yeah. a while ago to uh, to clear some space. I've got it reinstalled. I think I'm going to give that one a go this spring, see if I can't go through that because like I, jeff said i struggle I to finish play that one I, and, I, yeah. and i know i'll probably be more receptive to playing it i think you'll like it but i'm playing I mean, rpgs now and yeah. stuff like that the visuals will you'll love the way it looks, it looks I, I have seen video of you know like you know clips of yeah. what it looks like and i'm, I'm looks, just floored i'm floored by that yeah it looks yeah, yeah, so yeah. good the artwork of the characters even on like the menu screens the artwork for the characters is excellent kind of a throwback to the old final fantasy cover art which is really cool um the storyline's have some cool moments, but because they're telling eight different stories and over time, those eight characters kind of start to come together in various ways. Great concept. Execution is little struggles with some pacing because it can take a while Mm -hmm. to their credit. They allow you, if you want to, to skip the intro story to so-and-so. So like if you start with someone and then you meet another one of the main eight characters, you have the option of playing their intro story or not. I always recommend playing it. Otherwise you're like, who is this person? And what are they doing? But, um, you can they do give you some options to to kind of skip and just continue the main story if you want to but anyway i do recommend that one octopath is phenomenal absolutely absolutely i got it on my radar for sure i yeah i really just got to download it and uh but you know things came up which we'll discuss (laughs) things came up all right so i actually we were messaging before recording tonight and i Uh mentioned to you guys that i haven't had a chance to to gather headlines from the week. Of course, the main one being Xbox and Bethesda's deal closing. But before we talk about that one, were there any other kind of headlines or things you guys thought were noteworthy this week? Yes, Tim, there was actually. Um, so liar. we're talking, we're talking, <laughs> I'm not a liar. We were talking about the future a moment ago, but we're going to go into the past, Tim. We're going to, we're going to talk about Dr. Trip. Seuss. No, we can, if you want. <laughs> We can talk we about can. We could we could turn into that show where suddenly <laughs> people are trying to cancel us. If you want, <laughs> I'm gonna read Green Eggs and Ham while you're talking. Go okay. Ahead. Did you spend ten thousand dollars on a copy of it? Or even though that's hey, not one of the band. Doctor Seuss. What rhymes <laughs> with uh, what rhymes with cancel? We need to make a rhyme about him being canceled. Schmancel. Incel. I don't know. Incel. Chase. All right. Anyways, um, so they released a trailer. Uh, on the 10th Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is back guys they're doing sh- uh, TMNT oh, God, Shredder yes. Shredder's Revenge now if you watch the trailer it's got cool little um intro like animated intro uh they redid the like old like 90s uh Ninja Turtles cart- cartoon uh theme song it's a little it's a little weird like the guy singing it is sound- like singing it in a kind of weird way but i it still gave me like a lot of nostalgia that's, so that's i was still feeling it sounds like Dan. that's what people sing yeah okay like. no this sounds really bad all right <laughs> it sounds bad but um, i know you're not used to people singing 
No, I am. I just also like screaming because I'm aggressive. And By the know, way, have you guys ever? There's a great Tom Papa bit where he explores where singing must have come from. Like who opened their mouth and started making a noise at one point yeah, in yeah, history? Yeah. Like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's a that's a great bit. I wonder who started screaming first. They must have just yeah. been really angry or upset about cavemen. Cavemen did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's actually being done by the team um, that did the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. So that's Whoa, really cool, man. Um, this is perfect. So man. if you watch the trailer at the end, it shows about 20-ish seconds of actual gameplay. Dude, yeah. it, it basically looks like if they did that game, Turtles in Time, like now. So it, it has that pixelated look, but it looks a little newer, a little cleaner. But like the attacks look a lot similar um they they're hur- they're hurling the foot uh, foot clan guys into the screen yeah. like it just uh it just yeah, the trailer the trailer worked for me you know they actually the made a too, yeah. they made a turtles in time remake i want to say like yeah. five or was six years reshelled ago. reshelled was that yeah, about five yeah. years ago maybe yeah yeah Maybe it was more recent than that. I remember liking it, but also not loving their art style choice. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I thought right. it was fun. But this is the art style that I was yes. like, yes, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what we needed with that game. So I'm, I am excited about this. I like a good arcade brawler. Yeah. Those are fun. I, I was, without sarcasm, I said this is my new most anticipated game. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm genuinely like, this is like oh, the yeah. game I played the most as a kid on SNES and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely. And if yeah. they can let us do online co-op, which I would assume they will, like that yeah. would be super awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly a labor of love. Like they're clearly putting um, a lot of effort into it. Like, I don't know if you notice is the part where they're running and it, like Michelangelo's running like super goofy, like because he's just, you know, he's a party dude. Right. That's what they say in the song. And like the way he's running is just very like very silly as opposed to like kind of like ninja and sleek like the rest of them. So <laughs> just little details like that. I just actually I appreciated in the trailer. I thought that was cool. Um and then the other couple of things, just uh, a couple of shout-outs to two classic games. Uh, on Tuesday, which was March, was it March 10th? It was the 25th anniversary of Super Mario RPG. 25 years, guys. Dang. That's all that game is. It's my first RPG I ever played. Crazy. Yeah. Well, listen, I meant to tell you, the, uh, to mention this one a few weeks ago. I forget why I didn't. We had other news we were talking about. But as we're talking about old RPGs, that reminded me. And you talked about Ninja Turtles, the kind of the nostalgia. This is what I wanted. Totally reminded me of something I forgot to mention that I had seen, I think it was mid-February. Anyway, the short version is, do you remember we talked about the spiritual successor successor to Suikoden called Iuden Chronicle. Yes, 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 that's yes. It's being worked on. So this game is, as far as I know, still being worked on. It was on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and it just demolished its goals. It had all these yeah. goals, and then they kept adding more goals to it. Like, all right, if we hit this, then we'll make a... We'll add this to it. We'll add cooking to the game. Like, they kept yeah, having yeah, all yeah. these things, and they were just demolished. I think their goal was 53 million yen, and they are... They finished the Kickstarter at 480 million yeah, yen. It demolished it, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's like 12 times, almost 12 times what they were asking for. So, totally yeah, yeah. amazing. That's totally awesome. Well, they've been picked up by a publisher now, a publisher 505. Mm. Not okay. a major publisher, but they've done games like Bloodstained. They uh, published yeah. the PC version of Death Stranding and Control. So, they've mm-hmm. published some major games. Not always the first publishing team to, to put that game out, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not, I mean, they're not, this isn't their first rodeo, so that's pretty cool. I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm excited that they have a publisher for this. Good. They're still looking at 2022, um, and it is slated to come out to like every console basically. 
So yeah, I, I actually forgot about that one. So I yeah, yeah that's. Dude, I so badly, I, I, the reason why I wanted to bring this up other than that it's just, um, it's a very important game to me, because uh, again, it was my first RPG. I, I so badly want them to make a sequel to this game, and I don't know why Square Enix is being a douche. To which game? Uh, uh, Mario RPG. Oh, Mario RPG, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that Paper Mario stuff, like, it's fine if you like those. I do too, man. I want Gino and Mallow, I want the whole yeah. deal back. I, yeah. I want I want a... Like I don't know. I just I want it so bad. Cause... Would you Would you be down for a completely re like reimagined version of that existing game? Or... Sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I just I want like a new modern version of this game. Like yeah. I, like the Paper Mario things. That's fine. I just I never got into those. I, I I want this game. Like this game and Legend of Dragoon. I don't know if either of you played that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um were like some of the most unique RPGs around that time. I Except mean, Legend of Dragoon, the art style does not hold up great in 2021. But um, I still liked it from what I remember. I think it's better looking than uh, Final Fantasy VII, to be honest with you. Ooh, I, big I words. Think, yeah, I think I think it's well. The character models aren't like as blocky as sevens. Yeah, so that's true. Um, but I just think they had like some of the most unique combat at the time. Like you yeah. actually interacted in the fight. You know. Yeah. Um, in order to do more damage, you would hit like the attack button at certain times, and it would kind of add more damage to the to the base attack. So, yeah, I love that game. Um, but speaking of RPGs, the 26th anniversary of the greatest or one of the greatest RPGs of all time uh, yesterday was Chrono Trigger. Mm. So that game is 26 years old. Man, we've talked about two of my top favorite games of all time in yeah. the last few minutes. Chrono Trigger and Suikoden. Suikoden 2 specifically was my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Um, man, Chrono Trigger. Where the hell the is way, there a sequel to that? Uh, well, Chrono, yeah. Chrono Cross was pretty it's good Chrono game. Cross, fine, but I'm saying another one, Tim. By the way, Chrono Cross was underappreciated because people oh, wanted yeah. it to be Chrono Trigger 2, and it really wasn't. It was like, we're going to give you some loose ties to the Chrono Trigger world. Well, there's all that time stuff, right? So There's time stuff. There's actually a character named Glenn in chrono cross mm. that's a bit of a crossover with frog from chrono trigger but not really it's a little more like hints and easter eggs than it is a direct sequel that being said on its own as a standalone game chrono cross is absolutely amazing oh, yeah and the music is excellent the music yeah. is is Great. phenomenal back in um, the one days had some of the best looking cutscenes. you know it was all about those mm. cutscenes that they could put oh, on yeah. the discs. fmvs the fmvs that's yeah. right <laughs> yep absolutely. yeah that game yeah i I think if they did like um, I'm trying to think uh, take like Dragon Quest Eleven, yeah. like take that engine and make a Chrono Trigger sequel or Chrono Cross sequel or just whatever a Chrono game a new Chrono Go game. Go on board with that. That engine with Chrono series phenomenal. That would yeah. be fantastic. So on board. So, with that. Yeah, yeah, Chrono Trigger still holds up. By the way, I have oh, yeah. fired it up as recently as last fall just for fun uh, as I was. I was reorganizing some DS and 3DS stuff, making sure I still had everything because sometimes mm -hmm. things go missing. And I saw that DS cart and I was like, oh, sweet. So I popped into my 3DS and started playing it a little bit. And I was like, man, this game's still so good. It oh, just yeah. still holds up. The, like the, the story. DS version, the DS version is the way to go, by the way. Yeah. Even yeah. over the Super Nintendo version. So. Yeah. Like the story is like still like phenomenal. Like it's just, it's very well written. With the like characters. 12 endings, depending on what. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that game is just, yeah. We need more of that, Tim. Totally agree. Well, you know what else we need more of? We need more first-party games for Xbox, and maybe we'll get them. 
Eh. Now that the Bethesda deal is final, I remember Dan and others were holding out hope that, well, it's not really final, <laughs> final, and so maybe it won't be final, final. Well, it's gotten oh, no. approvals. I mean, yeah. And uh, and now they've sealed the deal. Uh, it got the approval. I think the last one was from the EU, whatever commission needed to approve it. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. There's but, clearly no, there's no oversight on this on in the American side. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so We're it just is like, whatever, just whatever, just monopolize. Who gives a crap? I don't and, care. And to, and to celebrate and to kind of mark this happening, they unleashed a whole bunch of Bethesda, great Bethesda games on Game Pass. So now Xbox just got a yeah. wave. That's what I'm talking games. about with the uh, when you mentioned Octopath Traveler being great. I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to be able to play that because of Game Pass being yeah. upgraded with all these Bethesda titles. All these Bethesda titles that I haven't um, shamefully have not played or beaten, I should say. Beaten is the correct verbiage because, uh, yeah, like I just downloaded today Dishonored, uh, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, great and, game. Uh, uh, Skyrim. Uh, I've never beaten it. Played it. Never beaten it. So it's excellent. a lot. It's a lot. So I just haven't beaten it. And uh, um, uh, Wolfenstein, which I love. I love Ooh, Wolfenstein. What yeah. I've played of the Wolfenstein games. Yeah. Um, but I just never beat them. So Dude, I, both I started, of those games not with only the are New fun. Their uh, their stories are great too. Expansion. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start with yeah. order. Do the expansion. Then I'll move to uh, the Colossus. Whatever that one's called. Yeah. New Colossus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So I'll be busy. <laughs> I'll be busy yeah, for man. a bit. Uh, well, that and actually with the uh, I want a really I have like an hour left of the Outer Worlds DLC before the new one comes out. Um, yeah. this which week. is like a murder mystery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? can't wait, dude. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh, that's so perfect for that game with the yeah. dialogue choices and stuff. Yeah, or you well, could be like Derek and just kill everything that is yeah. killable. Yeah. Well, I didn't well, solve yeah. the murder, but he doesn't want to hear people talking, he wants to just kill everything. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, Microsoft's seven point five billion investment was all about Xbox Game Pass. That's what this is all about. That's the end game, guys. That was the Avengers end game for Microsoft. <laughs> you um, you grab your hammer and you talk to him. Sorry, that's my well, What impression. did you guys read into? And I'm sure you've seen so, the various versions of I, what Phil Spencer said. I, I have it right here, actually. So I wanted yeah. to read it. So all here's right. Spencer's full statement on Bethesda exclusivity. Yeah. All right. So Obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There, are, There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players, and we love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. Really, you love those communities. I mean, really, you you love them so but much. But notice how he's not saying any of the competitions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Names, but whatever. And even in the future, there might be things that have contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. Um, but if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. That's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building. Yeah. End quote. So, I, so I'll um, tell you what I'll tell you what I hear when I very murky for me that quote. It's still murky, but here, here's what I hear, and here's what I assume moving forward. This is going to mean I think franchises like Elder Scrolls will still come out everywhere. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that'll still come out everywhere. I could be wrong. I'd be a little surprised. I could be wrong. I think when they make the next Wolfenstein game, there's a mm-hmm. high likelihood that that also comes out everywhere. I just think that yeah. franchise is a big enough name. So, yeah, but I feel like the established franchises have a better shot at being exactly. so. Like if you were to say AAA, exactly. 
double A, A. Like if you're tearing it, the uh, Bethesda games like that, then triple A is going to probably be everywhere, and then everything else below. Then double A's are like yeah. maybes. So yeah, Wolfenstein yeah, yeah. is probably on the fringe between triple and double. But I think that's big enough to go everywhere. But yeah. then something like Evil Within, I feel like could become the next. Uh, Evil that Within. would that would hurt so much. Too. That that feels like an Xbox exclusive when it arrives. I don't know why. My gut just tells me that's going to yeah, be Xbox. I can see only. that. I can see that. Prey two could be Xbox only. I, I feel like yeah. some of these that are more the mid range franchises that are popular, but they're not. People aren't banging down the doors like, "How dare you take this off my system?" Starfield could be, could be, because it's new, be. yeah, it's brand new. We don't know. And didn't they announce a a new fantasy one, a new IP? I don't. I can't I don't remember. Know. I don't know. That you might be thinking Starfield because that's going to be like sci-fi in space. Now I got uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Is that what you're thinking of, or is that? Well, that's PlayStation Five exclusive, so that's what the contractual okay. obligations he was mentioning. There's that one, and he's still Death cashing Loop the checks Death. for that, though, so right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yes, cool. Exactly. So Death Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are still going to be PlayStation Five exclusive. So. Oh, okay. Those are the I hope contractual. I can freaking obligations. get one before Deathloop. <laughs> I believe in Ridiculous. you, Jeff. Jeff, hey man, need, I don't, but I don't believe in Sony though. That's you, my problem. You need to get one so you can play the Yuffie DLC, the Final Fantasy VII Yuffie DLC. Well, that that too. Yeah. Uh, well, mainly that, obviously. No, not mainly. Mainly that. I, you were on my side about seven during. Oh, I'm getting it confused <laughs> with the. I'm getting it mixed up with the Obsidian announcement where they announced a new. Oh yeah. Um, oh, uh, did they? What the Ooh, hell is it? It's like a Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's that is that's already, of course, that's Xbox exclusive because Obsidian's yeah. been by them for a while. But yeah, yeah. that's for some reason I was crossing wires, which makes sense because Obsidian and Bethesda have a lot of connections. That's that's super exciting. I didn't know about that. Um, yeah, it was a very generic um, uh, kind I, of teaser. I can't mm-hmm. think of the name of it. I can't um, think of the name of it either. I'll, but I'll look it up. It's a new IP, but that's from Obsidian. My bad. I was crossing wires there, not Bethesda. But so, yeah, so I'm I'm right there. My thoughts went to the same place. And that is some of these are too big not to put everywhere. Yeah. And I do think there are, I think Microsoft is looking at it as a business, whereas Nintendo and Sony also a business, but also they can take things pretty personally and have a ton of pride. So like Sony putting stuff on PC, they're like, we'll put some of it, but not all of it, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand fun. why they don't. Cause I don't, I don't think it would hurt their console sales, but whatever. Um, and I think some of that's just kind of their pride. And X, I think Microsoft is much more of, hey, let's crunch the numbers. If we release this across all platforms, let's analyze the console sale impact mm-hmm. that we're going to lose and the software in revenue impact we're going to gain. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing that with all these plat- all these franchises, which is why yeah. Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout strike me as they'll be on everything. But yeah, I could... Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, the Obsidian game, uh, Avowed. Avowed, that's right. Oh, yes, yeah, Avowed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Avowed, yes. There you go. That's Which we so, haven't yeah, really I, seen much of. So. I, I think, listen, I think this is exciting for Xbox gamers. I think as a as a gamer who's not planning on buying the new Xbox console anytime soon, unless I find some weird, com- maybe my if my PC goes under then i would i could mm. see myself maybe if i don't have the cash to replace that or fix that up maybe get an xbox then because i love my game pass um yeah it's great I, on pc and yeah. i do like a lot of the games that they are making available to folks but i don't really need the xbox i have i have the series s uh yeah. i played it a few times it's i mean i could certainly say it's faster than my 
PC the, on a regular hard drive, you know, uh, mm. in terms of loading games and stuff like that. Uh, looks wise, you know, my PC is going to obviously trounce that. Uh, obviously, it's a series obviously. S. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, I've got a this the SSD drive in the 2070, the RTX 2070 Super in my PC. So I can play most games, brand, brand new games with highest requirements, somewhere in the medium to high range. And then most games that have come out anytime in the last year or older most of them can mm-hmm. be on ultra runs great so as i look at it i'm like i don't have a reason to get an xbox i have one below uh, one below i don't know how these work actually uh i think you have the one generation like better or the one better i have a 2060 yeah yeah so we both have something that's capable of rtx yep. or ray tracing ray tracing and uh yeah so i can play most things too yeah basically mm-hmm. um the medium was a struggle for this computer for some reason mm. oh, okay um, it like, like i just a, couldn't yeah. find the right settings without getting a lag of some kind my, so i just my I just moved uh, to series s my graphics card did get hot with that one not it didn't overdo it mm-hmm. but you know the way my setup is i can just kind of put my hand up against the side of the tower to kind of feel like how mm-hmm. hot is it getting because like I might, I might start feeling like wow the room's getting warm <laughs> like it's yeah it's just getting really hot so i just feel i'm like so medium really was cooking that gpu pretty mm-hmm. well um most other ones don't do too too much. Uh, yeah, sea of Thieves, after a long time, can start to warm it up a bit. But yeah, medium. Oh, you're playing that. I didn't even realize that you're playing on on PC. I played that on Series S with you guys. It looks real pretty on the old PC. I bet, dude, because it already looks pretty on Series S. I was very surprised. And it, yeah, and I th- I get like 70 to 80 frames per second. It just looks looks really good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Derek. We're talking about games that you hate today. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about Valheim. Uh, uh, I'm Derek. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so listen this is a big this is a big deal for microsoft and I, well, we've said it before i feel like we said it like six months ago acquisitions are great and it's all very exciting now do something with them like they've got so many studios yeah. so in there in their like if they had this giant factory and they keep adding these new sections where they can build new products awesome when will those products become available like how long do you need to keep developing so these? As the as the Sony pony of this show, obviously, <laughs> um, I I mean, like, listen, obviously we're adults here. Like, console wars aren't really a thing. That's stupid. Like, I'm all for Microsoft finally being like, hey, the whole like trifecta of like Forza, Gears, and Halo. Like, let's expand beyond that. You know, <laughs> like, make new things. Uh, oh, and Fable, I guess, but Fable kind of is like kind of gone away right so it's coming back they announced yeah well yeah it's coming back but like it had gone away for a while but um that that i'm excited about yeah yeah. so like yeah please like start introducing things to kind of make get sony to be like oh okay like cool like we have our we have our guys over here let's let's yeah let's create some new ideas let's do some things they're actually doing something something over there at microsoft so now let's you know you know push further and and make even better new experiences. Yeah, you know? I mean, the medium was a good start, but we all kind of knew that's a, that's a story-based kind of walking simulator adventure game, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. fine. It was, and it, it is what it is, but yeah, we, they need to start turning out the, their version of horizon and God of war and Spider-Man. Like, let's start seeing some of these things that are like instant game of the year contenders. I want to see more of those that dude, aren't, I want to see, I want to see like a last of us type game. Yeah, dude. So, so I could be like, oh, damn it. I, now well, I see, definitely have this to. <laughs> is, this is what bothers me is that they've got the studios that have the talent to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I say the same thing I said about Nintendo. I'm like, what are they doing? 
I understand people are on quarantine, but are you not working on anything? Like I, <laughs> and so, and I know that's not the case. I know that's that's uh, really minimizing it, but it's it's also like if you look at the time period since when they acquired some of these studios and the fact that it's been radio silence and look at the stuff that has been announced and released in that time frame. It's, a little, mm. it's getting a little embarrassing. It's starting to become a little bit obvious that so are all your teams slow or are you just bad at managing this? I will I, I will say devil's advocate though. I don't want to continue the trend of games being announced and then, you know, three years later we still haven't really Neither like, do I. Don't jump I, the gun. I, yes, yeah. I'm with you. But don't yeah, jump yeah. the gun. But why can't your teams be what what is it about the way Microsoft I don't know if it's Microsoft, but I can only point at who's in charge of all these developers. Mm. Yeah. What is it in their leadership style that isn't creating such bad efficiency? Something about Sony Studios, they take a long time to make big, awesome games. Horizon was not a short game, God of War wasn't a short game to develop. I'm not saying that it should be no time at all but i still feel like they're moving way faster there's some kind of efficiency that sony's developers well, have that the, microsoft's don't the efficiency the efficiency is a, some crunch and then also uh you know people complaining about you know the work environment and then that starts becoming oh, a so you're a, saying it's a, a news headline on the other side. all right fair enough perhaps perhaps i mean yeah. you know I mean, all this stuff with Last of Us too, like people complaining about that, kind of what was right, going on there. I'm not saying I want that. Like, if okay, if you're right, if that's right. the case, yeah. if all the Sony studios that are way more efficient, it's just because they're overworking people and they're making them bring their kids in to help do stuff. All right, that's fair enough. <laughs> Get to um, work, kid. <laughs> that reminds me of something you can do in that game, Frostpunk, where you're like trying to help this society survive in the freezing cold winter. Yeah. And you're the ruler of this kind of nation or whatever, this new community and you get to pass laws and one of the laws you can pass is a child labor law nice. where you're just so short of workers you need to commission kids to help right. gather materials or work in factories or whatever yeah, it's one of those things that it can increase your city's efficiency but your popularity starts to go down anyway, <laughs> that just reminded me of that hey um, gotta be done yeah you know what and i don't want to sound like a broken record i, I do understand that the that quality products take time i totally yeah. understand it but we should actually we should do this maybe next episode or an upcoming episode let's get out the calendar and look at when these companies were acquired yeah, and yeah. start looking at what was the last game that they launched yeah and let's assume that they didn't start work on the next next project till then which we know isn't true we know that games when they're launched they've already been working on their next thing before that but let's just pretend they started working on their new thing as soon as this one launched some of these companies have been working for four five six years and there's been nothing from some of them so yeah it needs to they're just there needs to be consistently like and and again there's so many things that get in the way like and, and a lot of times it's the publishers because they like or the stocks it's all about like the people with the stocks they like they want to know what the next hot thing is yeah but like there needs to be like you're making this game nobody knows about it and then like the the three to six month window there it's like this game's coming out in three to six months boom here's all the information yeah, and then like you know, like like they did with Fallout Four, like and maybe they're gonna do that. Needs, yeah, maybe they'll do that, and I, I would yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah, I think every game needs to be like that. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, pretty much. That's don't talk about do. it until you're pretty sure it's almost ready, and then yeah. you can tell us about it. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Because I mean, we were all so excited about Fallout Four, and I mean, it ended up not being my favorite Fallout, but I was super excited about it. 
But yeah, but that announced fun. time frame was really cool. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. If that's what it ends up being, then great. And if there's this huge wave of, I mean, maybe their acquisition of Bethesda will change that. Maybe Bethesda will continue to be. I think Bethesda is a very efficient creator mm-hmm. of games. All the various teams they have. I feel like there's something from Bethesda. If not multiple times a year, at least every year, you've got a major Bethesda franchise arriving. Yeah. And, and of course, stuff like Elder Scrolls and Fallout, much longer wait times between those. I get it. But in between, yes. you've got stuff like Evil Within and Dishonored and Wolfenstein filling those gaps, and they do a great job with that. So maybe Microsoft will start to benefit from that. And we don't, I can't really call out Obsidian because that's a more recent acquisition ish. Mm-hmm. And they're not really slow. Like they put out the Outer Worlds and they're already working on Avowed and they're pumping out mm. content for outer worlds still so um this doesn't apply to all of them but if again if we look were to look back at all their acquisitions there are some i think uh pretty big questions of yeah so what's what's going on what's what's <laughs> yeah. happening over there actually doing? having um actually having the time um table in front of us and figuring out the dates of like when phil came out he's like we have all of these all of these guys working yeah. for us now like he was all like you know big boy come walking out you know yeah. i remember i remember that e3 yeah yeah got your big and boy it, pants on That's well right. and as an xbox <laughs> fan you're gonna sit there and go sweet finally i'm been, i've been so jealous of sony and in some cases even what nintendo does with their first party stuff now we're gonna catch up with some of those franchises and i don't think they've done that yet no. but yeah. we'll see but we'll see yeah all right well i think that does it for us this week um covered a whole lot of ground uh, we could have just talked about Valheim the whole time, so you're welcome, everyone. That we, we can did. do that some more <laughs> if you want. Variety, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can we can do it more if you want. I mean, we totally could, but we won't. Um, but yeah, we will uh, connect with you guys next week. Again, there's no no major games coming out next week, but maybe by this time next week. Uh, oh no, that's not Godzilla Kong is the week after that. Maybe next week we talk about the <laughs> Justice League movie. Oh, Maybe actually, oh, actually, Square Square is doing a Life is Strange slash I forget what the oh, other thing yeah. is um, announcement on the 18th, I believe. So yes. hopefully, well, yeah. hopefully, hopefully as long as we get to talk but... about Balan Wonderworld a lot more, that's all I want to. <laughs> oh, Dude, yeah, um... I was I was legitimately excited about that, and like that thing looks, is hot garbage. I played the demo; it's disgusting. It's horrible. <laughs> it is. It's, it's pretty atrocious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like a nightmare. Uh, that, that square yeah. presentation, not just Life is Strange, but like uh, it's something some to- else. Some Tomb Raider anniversary announcement. I don't know what they got planned there. Okay. Uh, maybe for maybe for next gen stuff. Maybe yeah. Final Fantasy. Um, the entire trilogy cross. probably for next gen. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, and uh, no, there's something else that they were gonna do. Uh, it, it needs to be Final Fantasy 16, Jeff, or I'm I'm setting the entire world. They already on fire. announced the, the slate, though. No, but I, I, I need I need more. I need more. They're Jeff. not gonna talk FF 16, do you think? I'm telling you, I'm think telling that's you, gonna I, get its own event. I'm telling. Well, yeah, that's true. It could. I'm telling you, it's coming out this year. I'm, it's coming out this year. That'd be cool. I'm okay. willing it that into a trailer. Existence. That trailer was wicked. I would love for that game to come yeah, out this year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I've uh, God. Uh, a new Square Enix uh, Montreal Games. Oh yeah, title. a new IP okay. or a yeah. new title. Okay. Or something. Yeah. So we'll have something to talk about next week. There yeah. you go. There you go. All right, dudes. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for talking. Thank you all for thanks listening. for having me, homie. Of course. All right, we'll see you guys later. Keep it real.